Good morning. Good to see you here today. Let me give you some announcements as I, as I welcome you. It's time to sign up for basketball. We've extended the deadline, so make sure you register by the end of the day today. You can either go to the church website, which is greerchurch.com, or you can call Tommy Stanton. This information is in your bulletin that was handed out. If you are interested in volunteering, you also contact Tommy. All right? He says you'll be able to meet the coach next week. All right? Okay, at the 11 o'clock service, we're going to be receiving Tommy Becker, just for your information. Y'all know him, I'm sure, and we're going to be receiving him into our membership at the 11 o'clock service. Is there so someone here to do a stewardship moment? Yes, okay. Uh, you can come on up. The, um, when we get to our um, All Saints Remembrance, uh, sadly to inform you we need to add on to your uh, for you to, well you don't have an insert do you? Y'all don't have inserts, okay uh, Betty Kay who's uh, one of our members passed away Friday and it was too late for us to get it printed on the insert but we do have it on our slide and so I want you to remember that okay Daryl Good morning when Kevin asked me to talk about stewardship, I was thinking well, I already wanted to come up here and talk about the Epworth Workday next Saturday, so this just kind of ties right into it. So um, I thought, well, what can I say that hadn't already been said about stewardship? And the answer is probably not much. But scriptures are full of instances where uh, we're told to give to the church and I want to read this one in the Old Testament. In Malachi, it says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, <clears throat> that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. And then, of course, in the New Testament, we're, we're told about the talents and how uh, we're not to bury our our talents were to use our talents basically for um, making disciples of Christ. Joanne and I joined this church uh, ten years ago, and the uh, this this service right here was just getting off the ground. We've come to enjoy this service uh, very much, and we thank that the all the hard workers that organized the service and the workers that still do the service, the, the, especially the contemporary band. There's, um, <clears throat> um, when we join the church, we make promises to support the church. And um, we feel like the, uh, our tithes and offerings make this happen and provide memorial with the uh, opportunity to pay salaries and, and um, do all the, the utilities, etc. So uh, Consecration uh, Sunday is coming up in three weeks. 
And we just ask for everybody to prayerfully consider uh, how they can support the church through their tithes and offerings. Thank you. Will you stand and sing with us?
bow your heads and pray with me. Gracious God, you are our King, and your love is so amazing. We come together this morning on this All Saints Sunday to celebrate life and to celebrate our salvation, and we are so grateful that you did send your Son as a baby to come and die for us so that we can have eternal life. Open our hearts and our minds now as we join together to worship and praise you this morning. In Christ's precious and holy name we pray. Amen. If you would turn and greet your neighbor and children, come forward for the children's sermon. Good morning. I'm glad y'all are here today. Sorry, I was talking back there. Got a little late coming up. All right. I guess you all know what this is, right? Money, right? I've got some different kinds of money. Can y'all see it? You want to scoot up? Can you see the different kinds of money I have here? What do you know? Does anybody know what those are? Pennies. And what's that? A nickel. Yep. How many pennies make a nickel? Five pennies. So do you see yeah, there's five. You see it now? Yeah. Look how shiny that one is. Does that one look really shiny? My sister has a thing. She does. She does. And I have one too. Oh, really? And look at that one. That one's not really shiny anymore, is it? 
No, it's kind of dull. It looks a little darker, right? Okay, look at this bag. What's in here? Can you tell what those are? Quarters, yep. And what's that? A dollar. Would you rather have four quarters or would you rather have a dollar? Oh, you want dollars and quarters. Okay. Yeah, me too. Okay. So, you, But you'd rather have a dollar or four quarters? You'd rather have a dollar? What about you? Would you rather have that dollar or all those? You'd rather have the quarters? Yeah. And you said dollar? Hudson? Dollar? Yeah. Okay. But these are really equal though, right? Because four quarters equal a? A dollar. Yeah. And look at these quarters. Which one looks the shiniest? You think? Yeah. That one, that one looks kind of old, doesn't it? It is old. Yeah, it does look kind of old. It's been around. Because it is old. Yeah, it is old. Okay, well, I brought this money to tell you a little story. Okay. <clears throat> a long time ago, God went to Samuel, and he asked Samuel to help find a king for Israel. But he warned Samuel to be really careful because he said, when you choose this king, don't just choose him based on his outward appearance and how he looks because God looks at the heart, okay? So the message that Samuel, Samuel received is still true for us today. God wants us to look past the appearance of people and see each person as a valuable treasure. God created every person with the likeness of himself but with differences and details, each person has a different appearance with different emotions and different intentions and different thoughts. And God created us with exactly what we would need to, to fulfill the purpose for which we were created. So kind of like this money, even though it looks really different, doesn't it? Some of it looks old and some of it looks shiny and pretty and some of it's little and some of it's big. These have the same value, don't they? They all mean something and they all matter, okay? So let us try to remember that every person God created is fearfully and wonderfully made, okay? All right, if you'll bow your heads with me, please. Dear Lord, though we may look very different, our value to you is the same regardless of our details. Dear Lord, please help us remember our worth and the worth of others. In your name we pray, amen. This is our All Saints liturgy for this Sunday. Uh, as we will go through it, and you will notice that we have 11 who have passed away since last All Saints. We had 12 on last year's All Saints. That's 23 of our members who have passed in the last 24 months. And that is uh, quite significant, especially in the lives of these families. So we, we let us uh, go through as we remember um, the, these who have left our congregation to go into glory. And as their names are, are read, uh, we will light a candle and a bell will toll. We are sur surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. 
Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. Let us pray together. Almighty God, Your people of all the ages live and praise You without ceasing. In our communion with You, we have communion with generations past and generations yet unborn. Before Your throne, we are one with a great multitude which no one can number. And in praising You, we join with those from every nation. Grant to Your church on earth that as we celebrate the triumph of Your saints in glory, we may profit by their example and enter with them into the inexpressible joys You have prepared for those who love You. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. These are in order of death since last All Saints. Maddie Jane Stroud. Harriet Thompson. Jewel Henderson. Will Hefferich. Dan Lynch. Letty White. Tina Harley. Odell Few. Bill Bomar. Shirley Leonard. Betty Kay. O Cosmic Christ, all things were created. O Cosmic Christ, In these times, help us find that which we all seek. And with you, the Alpha and Omega. Amen. Let us bow our heads for our pastoral prayer. O oh Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. O oh Lord, we are reminded this day that your angels encamp around us and they deliver us when our time comes to you, O oh Lord. But we must confess, O oh Lord, as we come before you this day on this All Saints, that even though you've called us to be poor in spirit, we're often very proud. You've called us to hunger and thirst for righteousness, but we seek for the pleasures of this world. You call us to be peacemakers, but we build weapons of war. You call us to be merciful, but too often we seek an eye for an eye. On this day, when we remember your saints in glory, we must confess that we do not act like saints. 
Indeed, we are sinners in need of your mercy. O Lord, have compassion on us. Help us to depart from evil and to seek peace. Forgive us again this day, O God, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, stir up in us a love for you and your heavenly realm. Enable us to learn by the example of your saints who've gone to glory, especially those who've suffered, those who may be persecuted this day for your sake. Help us proclaim with faithfulness, just as they had faithfulness, your good news to all the world. This day we're reminded that you comfort the afflicted and you deliver your faithful people from their fears. So hear us now and reach your healing hand down to those in our congregation who suffer, whether it be mind, body, or spirit. Be present with those who mourn this day and give them your peace. We give thanks for those who have died and are now at rest in your presence. And by your grace, count us as one with them. We pray also, especially this day, for an uncle struggling with cancer. And we pray for all those who are listed on our prayer list. And now we pray for those that are personal in the silence of our hearts. All blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power are yours, O God, forever and ever. And now let us pray as Jesus taught us to pray, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Today we're looking in the Old Testament, the book of Joshua, chapter 3, verse 7. Give attention to the reading of God's Word. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel, so that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priest who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. And Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that He will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Gashites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. See, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then, choose twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priest who carried the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot into Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. And so when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. 
And yet as soon as the priest who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan, while the water flowing down to the Sea of Arabah, the Salt Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. And the priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of Jordan, while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank You again for this day. We thank You for those in our congregation who've gone on ahead of us to the Promised Land. Help us, O oh Lord, <clears throat> to understand our role and responsibility. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. This <clears throat> All Saints Day, it's important for us to remember, I think, that as believers in Christ, uh, our main responsibility is to bring as many people as possible into the Promised Land. Have you ever, you ever remember the old hymn that says, I am bound for the Promised Land, who will come and go with me? You see, there's an implied invitation there. Crossing the river into the Promised Land has always been seen as a metaphor for dying, going through death into the eternal places. But at the time of Joshua, Joshua was a real person. In the story we read just then, the Promised Land was a real place. It was a place that people looked forward to going. It was a rich and abundant land. It was the land promised by Abraham to all his children. And it's the place that the promise was retold to Isaac and Jacob. And Moses uh, was told to take the people out of Egypt to this promised land. It was a rich and blessed land. It was a land where, with God's help, all would be overcome. The people would be truly blessed by the occupation of this land. And I think all of us long for a place like that, a place where we know that all obstacles will be overcome, where our enemies will be overcome, where our needs will be met with unheard of abundance. We long for such a place where the fear of the wilderness in which we find ourselves in today, in which we wander around sometimes aimlessly in this life, is replaced by the joy and the celebration of life lived once again as if in Eden itself. And God promises to us, His children, these, this promised land, it's a promise still good for us today, this way of life, this blessed life. And so God guides us throughout our years through the wilderness towards it, just like He guided the children of Israel. And He leads them to the very edge, the boundary, the very place. And He shows them the way to enter into it. As you see in this reading, they have journeyed all this time from Egypt to the Promised Land. And the details of the story, I think, are instructive for our own entering into our own Promised Land. The first thing we have to see, I think, is the barriers we face. 
You see, in the case of Joshua, he faced a great barrier, and that was the River Jordan in flood stage. Flood stage. Even when the River Jordan is not in flood stage, it's a murky, slow-moving, muddy place. And, and it's not some place you would readily want to stick your foot into. Uh, if any of you have ever been to the ocean at Myrtle Beach or Edisto or somewhere like that, you know that our waters here are kind of murky looking. And sometimes people are afraid to stick their feet in. It's a whole lot easier if any of you have ever been to some place like the Caribbean where the water's clear and you can see to the bottom. It's a lot easier for you to think about sticking your foot in because you can see what's in there. And so you have this fear of the water here amongst these people. And remember, this is an arid land. Water is often feared. Just like for a fear that someone might have who've never seen the ocean and just now saw it for the first time. This crossing of the river is a major boundary, a major obstacle, a major barrier. It's the same as us crossing from life into death into life again. I, knew, uh, I don't know how many of you ever thought about a river as being a place of fear, but I, I had a, a member in one of my previous churches who every time she crossed the Cooper River Bridge, the old Cooper River Bridge in Charleston, uh, she always would stop before she crossed it and put life jackets on her children. Then she'd go across the bridge praying the whole time, she said, and then she'd stop on the other end and take the life jackets back off. You know, these boundaries, these obstacles that are before us sometimes seem so big and, and so un. We cannot just, we can't, we can't encounter them. We can't get through them. You know, it's one thing to put your feet, like I said, into a gentle stream or, or into a, to a water that you can see the bottom, but it's a whole lot different. Put your feet in this murky, flooding water of the Jordan that day. But that is just like our crossing from death into life. It's an unfamiliar place. There's a boundary between the earthly and the heavenly. It's a place of fear and anxiety for many. Now it's important, I think, the second thing to see is that how they approached this barrier and what they did to get across it. Joshua told them to watch the priest and to follow their direction. Until the soles of the feet touched the water, the water did not part. Not before. And here, here we repeat the verse for you. As soon as the feet of the priest touched the water, the river stopped flowing and the water started piling up. And the priest stood in the middle of a dry riverbed near Jericho while everyone else crossed over. The promised land is on the other side of a raging river just beyond our reach. And as followers of Christ, as people whom have been promised this new life, who've been promised a new land, we too must step into the water first. We too must step out in faith. We, we too must step before the circumstances seem to be ready, before we know exactly what will happen. We must enter the murky, 
waters. For us to experience new life, we're called to cross these barricades, these boundaries, these obstacles. We must enter into the turbulent before we receive the fullness of what God has promised to us. And it is a frightening proposition. Except for one thing that they had that we have. Yes, we have priests too. But they had something else. That's not what it is. They had God. You remember in the story it says they had the Ark of the Covenant which represented God's presence on earth to the, those religious of that day. They had God's Ark of the Covenant. They had God with them. And when we step forth, God is with us. We hold the precious name of God. The blessedness of Jesus Christ in our hearts. We trust in His living presence through all these circumstances that do not appear to favor us. We still trust that something will part. That some obstacle will go away. That there will be a, a possibility that we can enter into the promised land. God stands in the middle of the murderous waters and He watches us pass safely to the other side. It affirms that God loves us. God will not let anything stand in the way of His divine love for you. When through the deep waters I call thee to go, the rivers of sorrow shall not overflow. For I will be near thee thy troubles to bless and sanctify to thee thy deepest distress. My friends, the fear of death grips many people. But it should not grip us. It should, we should have hope. The same hope and promise of the promised land that we can get through these barriers and obstacles and find ourselves safely on the shore of this new land, this new Eden, this new blessedness and favor living with our Lord. We must fear not to always be progressing towards the promised land. And we must always be leading others. We must always be stepping out in faith Realizing that God is with us, that God will safely carry us through. We must renew our hold upon the promise this All Saints Day. That's the message that we have this day. That these people represented by these flames, these spirits still burn in far away heavenly places. And ours too shall join them at the proper time. And this is not a human word. The Apostle Paul writes in the Scriptures that these are not human words, they're God's words. And they're able to work in those who believe. So we must trust in it. We must trust in God. We must always be stepping forward. 
We must always be realizing that no matter what obstacle looks like is in front of us, that God will make straight our path. That God wants to bring us into the blessedness of a promised land. The blessedness of being in His presence forever. Amen. Let us affirm our faith. Let us stand and join our voices together. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus the Word made flesh to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, and life and death and life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated and we let us receive our tithes and our offerings. Standing in the 
and sing with us. Valley is too wide. 
us today. They really have. May you receive the blessings of our Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. May they always be yours. Amen.